Hey, everybody. Happy Freaky Friday. Happy Football Friday. It is time for bold predictions on the podcast daily. What? Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Everybody was clearly ready. Amazing. Uh, enough. Enough. Please, please, people, please. Please. <laughs> Why? Why is it so long? <laughs> Could you have not have shortened this clip, Berm? <laughs> what clip? What clip? I don't know. That's no, true. There is no a huge amount of appreciation for the king of bold predictions. I'm yeah. I'm here. I'm back. Thank you very much to our studio audience. It feels great to be here to make some more bold predictions. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Bill Landis. Uh, they're here to try and keep pace with the king, who got off to um, a pretty slow start last week, I guess, if I have to mm-hmm. be honest. Don't think I got any correct. As Well, here's the first bold prediction before I'll let Bill make his point about how terrible I was last week. We had to scrap the original bold predictions this week. Yeah. So thank you. My bold prediction is that I know everyone's bold predictions, and this episode will not be anywhere near as bizarre of the one that we lost to technology that was recorded earlier in this week. Berm was crying real tears. It was not eye sweat. There were double ding dongs for touchdowns. Wow. We're just. (laughs) We're just unveiling all the secrets. I just think it's important to tell people the truth, which is yeah. that the single weirdest episode of Bold Predictions of all time has been lost. Yeah, and I think I, I want to make sure people out there know that um, when we try to do videos on location in different buildings than we have before, different rooms, sometimes things sound weird. And uh, it's not always easy for us to know that they sound weird until after it's been edited or until I sit down to edit it. Uh, And this was one of those instances. And I think in some ways it's actually good because how many minutes did I spend apologizing at the end of of that original recording? Like four or five minutes? There were five apologies issued for various topics. It wasn't great. Um, But what was great (laughs) was me last week predicting that Emeka Ibuka would lead Ohio State in yards, catches, and touchdowns. So, uh, I guess the new king has has taken the throne. It be, you know, we're in a world right now where it just, has been vacated. Yeah, monarchs are like <laughs> are just being replaced in and out of uh, everywhere. So I guess it's only not here. Oh uh, no, it is here because I've taken over your throne. Oh my god! That's why it's your turn to start this week. You have to go first because you don't get to sit back and, and snipe off of what Bill and I say on bold predictions to to make up your own. So you have to go first. Bill, did you have? Another any shot that you wanted to take at my terrible predictions before we started? I if if you're going to tell the people that we're being truthful and and peel back the curtain and let them know what happened when we tried to record this the first time, you should also be truthful in your assertions that you're the king of bold predictions when you didn't get a single thing right last week. Well, you know what? I think if that offensive pass interference hadn't happened, that Cameron Brown would have intercepted that pass. And the blocking was perfectly set up for a return down the right side of the field. And it was going to be an easy pick six for Cameron Brown. So I think I deserve some credit for that. I just, because I, I couldn't. Pre- oh, okay, fine. <laughs> no. I don't. But you know what? I'll get double credit because I'm bringing it back this week. And Cameron Brown playing at an extremely high level. Very healthy. Very confident. Very upset about being interfered with when he had a pick six coming his way. He's going to go snag one against Arkansas State. Uh, the Dire Wolves on Saturday afternoon in the Horseshoe. Cameron Brown, pick six, 
absolutely happening. No question about it. Bold prediction number one is in the books. I want to be clear about something. I love when players are confident. I don't know how Cam can positively assert that had he intercepted a ball at the 15-yard line running the wrong direction. <laughs> he didn't He didn't say that. I said that. But you're saying he would have certainly returned it to the house. He only said he was going to get an interception. I could see into the future from there that his athleticism, his top-end speed, he wasn't going to be taken down. He was running, he the, didn't say he was running the wrong direction. Burm, so was Emeka Ibuka on the punt return. And guess what? Sometimes you can get your momentum going the other direction. How many yards did Emeka Ibuka get on the punt return? Not wow. negative <laughs> details. All right. All right, Bill. Uh, we've we've proven without a shadow of a doubt that Austin doesn't have any idea what the hell he's talking about. So it's your turn to prove that you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, listen, I can do that all day. Uh, Austin's uh, bowl prediction dovetails nicely with my first bowl prediction, which is that Ohio State's defense will have five takeaways on Saturday against the Arkansas State Dire Wolves. Um, it felt like last week they were, they did not have any last week, but, but it, it really felt like Notre Dame wanted to turn the ball over Tyler Buckner in particular. I just felt like they kept hitting him in a way where it's like the ball's going to come out weird and someone's going to pick this thing off. It never happened. Uh, I think there will be ample opportunity for that to happen on Saturday against former Florida state quarterback, James Blackman, who has thrown 30 interceptions over, uh, the course of his very long college career. Uh, I think he throws a couple to the Buckeyes. I think there's a couple of fumble recoveries in there. And this defense, which I think created a good deal of havoc last week without having a turnover, uh, does the same, but gets five takeaways on Saturday. How far have we changed? You know, how far have we come as a, as a group that our first bold predictions are all about defense? Because Ohio State mm. is a defensive juggernaut. <laughs> uh, well, Berm, you might not have heard, but this is a safety-driven defense. That's Well, I mean, that's the first time hearing of it, but it makes sense. Um, it, a week one, Arkansas State beat Grambling State for fifty-eight to three. They had six hundred yards of offense. They had six guys running the ball more than five times in the game. So they're they're diverse. They're trying to mix it up. They're getting a lot of guys in there, keeping legs fresh. That's not going to matter at all on Saturday, and uh, they're going to have less than one hundred yards of total offense against the Buckeyes. And I think that we're going to see a, a defensive performance from Ohio State that people have been waiting for since like. 20 you know oh four you know like something 2004 something just dominant something stupid crazy dominant where it's like 75 total yards and three first downs for for the dire wolves mm. that's pretty bold yeah that that's is, a dire that is, prediction for the for the wolves that is not a lot of <laughs> offense no i don't believe in simple. offense i'm a defense first guy now uh in the last two days uh i've just learned to play madden uh defense like crazy just uh no more i thought no more. you no, you're not, no, I think no you're, you're done super simming. No, I'm super simming the offense. Because <laughs> who cares? Completely about done. Offense? Yeah. Wow. Don't need it anymore. Bold. Throw the offense away. You can score. You can. They, Buckeyes can outscore Arkansas State with their defense this week. That's there. Let me just throw that on top of that bold prediction. A little, little extra, a little extra sugar on top there. Buckeyes defense will outscore Arkansas State's offense, and they'll give up less than 100 yards. Take it to the bank. I, because I had a. I had an inkling that Byrne was going to make me pick first for the show this hmm. week. How'd you get that? And, that? and so I really thought about taking all of your predictions from the previous show <laughs> and then forcing <laughs> you to make different ones on the fly. Yeah, I a real, a real would king would have done that. <laughs> well, I'm a benevolent king. Hmm. I'm, I give 
to my bold prediction subjects. You've the been freedom. You, no, no, sir. You've been a violent king, and now you're out the door. This is a oh. new era. Oh my. Okay. The wordplay is spicy today. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Love it. If you have to replace the weirdest show ever, yeah, we're off to a good start. Um, I'm. I've decided not to predict a punt return for a touchdown this week. Wow. I don't think it's going to happen. Although I did inquire with Ryan Day on Thursday if Cameron Martinez, since now it's clear that all personnel decisions must be made by the head coach, uh, he has the final veto power over that, he said on Thursday. He would like Cameron Martinez to get some work in this game at punt return, but that he and Parker Fleming will shoulder some of the blame for what happened with uh, the long punts over Emeka Buka's head and trying to field the things that were skipping in front of him. Um, they were lining him up. That was the adventures were not caused by Emeka Buka, and he does deserve credit for the way he was able to track the football going over his head and running back 30 yards. Those were actually pretty impressive feats of athleticism. So anyway, I just thought it would be relevant to say that I'm not going to predict that this week. Instead, going to stick on the defensive side of the ball where Jack Sawyer is going to make two sacks in this game. He will not play in the second half either. He will not be needed as Ohio State runs through uh, the defensive depth there uh, and relies on some other guys to keep a potential shutout intact. Uh, I, I really am enjoying watching what Ohio State and Jim Knowles are doing with that position uh, with Jack Sawyer. I, I think that they should probably come up with a more creative name for it than the guy's first name because Chase Young, when they when what would you like Ohio it to State be? Did this, because um, they called not, the Chase Young one the Predator, which was just sort of his nickname. So it's not like that was any more creative. But what that's more creative than like someone's first name. Okay, but what do you, this was named prior to even handing the job to Mister Sawyer. So I'd like I'd like your expertise here, uh, former King. What what should they call this <laughs> position? As as you know, they have the adjuster and the and the all the, the bandit and all this other stuff. What do you want this Jack position to be? <laughs> the adjuster is such a weird name for a, a position. Like we're gonna maybe he should just be the accountant. I don't I don't know. Uh he's the <laughs> bank teller. I I don't know, Berm. Like I didn't come up with like the Leo? adjuster. Leo, Leo I think is better. But I, I like when they like bandit seems really aggressive. Like Leo, I mean I guess if you're going the lion route, it's fine. Does Jack Berm, does Jack have an actual nickname? Uh, I don't believe so. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I think that's something we should probably bestow upon him at some point. You know what? Um, I've got it. There's this term that has been very popular over years past. It plays off of the helmet that Ohio State wears. Okay. And that defense has been known as the silver bullets. So what if they called this hybrid position, this vaunted, uh, flexible, aggressive uh, unpredictable spot. It's very violent as well. What if they called it the bullet? Mm, that mm. doesn't play in 2022. Oh, well, I guess I'm out then. Jack yeah. Sawyer, two sacks. Two sacks for Jacks. <clears throat> Double ding dong. Oh, <laughs> for Jack. Uh, I kind of want to change my second one because I feel like so all go we're ahead. talking about the defense. No, no, I'm not rules. going to because why not? It's just easier. It's just easier for me to say the things I had or have already previously said. Uh, I I agree. <laughs> That's actually agree. harder for me. I don't want to <laughs> say it again. <laughs> I agree with Berm that the defense is going to do some scoring on Saturday night, uh, and I guess I agree with Austin as well. Two pick sixes for the defense. We'll we'll uh, we'll piggyback off Cameron Brown. We'll give him one. I think the other one goes to Josh Proctor. 
who was a guy we've talked a lot about this week uh, because he essentially got yanked from the game on Saturday after kind of one mistake. And Lathan Ransom played really well um, in his place. I'm very curious to see which of those two starts against Arkansas State, but I think both are going to play. Um, I think Josh will probably get a lot of work to maybe make up for the lack of work that he got last week. It'll be a much different setting. I think he'll be a, a calmer player, maybe not as revved up as he was for Notre Dame, and, and I think that's part of what led to that mistake. And I think we'll get a reminder of kind of the the explosive player that he can be when he's roaming the middle of a defense uh, and, and snatch one out of the air and bring it back for a touchdown. So two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. So this is where, again, because I feel compelled to like make sure everyone knows where things went wrong on Thursday when or Wednesday when we initially recorded this video. Uh, I, because I believe bold predictions should be actually bold. Um, I predicted that Reese Stockdale, an Ohio State walk-on wide receiver, will catch two touchdowns. Oh no, he's he's changing it in this. Bill, game. he's changing his mind, and I hmm. am doubling down on that prediction. Reese Stockdale mm. is going to score two touchdowns for Ohio State on on Saturday against Arkansas State, and uh, and I drilled down, and here's why it's important that <laughs> folks out there know this. America, every practice in the last couple of weeks that we've had the opportunity and the the you know good fortune to see at Ohio State, any glimpse we've seen of the indoor field at Ohio State with guys getting in extra work, Reese Stockdale has been there working with Marvin Harrison on some fifty thousand dollar pass ball machine <laughs> and i think it's pass ball machine yeah that's what they call that's it that's what it's called yeah that's because called. the ohio state offense is so disjointed they they have to just change the name of everything it's pass ball um <laughs> it's not even throwing it anymore it's now pass ball um reese stockdale has been out there working with marvin and i think it's going to pay off i think it's in a, in a game like this i think he's actually going to get more reps at wide receiver then Ohio State will give to their starters in this game because I think that by the end of the first quarter, the Buckeyes should be up by four or five touchdowns. And at that juncture, you're going to start to to throw in the other guys and get some reps. And I, I believe that Reese Stockdale, in the event that Ohio State needed an emergency uh, influx of wide receivers, I think he would actually play ahead of all of the current freshmen. And so I think Reese Stockdale, two touchdowns. Why? Uh, I just think he's more game ready and he under, you know, he's been there longer. And uh, I, I think he's obviously probably not as physically talented. Were he, he probably wouldn't be a walk on at Ohio state as opposed to a scholarship player at this point, but the kid's working his tail off. Uh, I think that he's probably got some good rapport with the, the backup quarterbacks and they're going to get a lot of run in this game. So dose touchdowns for race Stockdale. <laughs> dose. <laughs> I dos. believe they call that a double ding dong. A dos. A double ding dong where I come from. Dos. I, I'm skeptical of it, as Bill clearly is too, because they go ahead. The Buckeyes need to start getting Caleb Burton, Caleb Brown, Keon Gray's involved. I don't think they, they do weren't going to do that. I don't think. I so. also think like Jaden Ballard needs to play. Is there a fourth too. person in here? <laughs> no, you know from uh, remember that show Home Improvement where he was like, I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. I was I was channeling my inner Al Boy. I was supposed to realize that you were quoting a thirty-year-old sitcom from Tim <laughs> Allen. Yes, I was channeling cool. my inner Al Borland. Cool. Um, I think that seems like a good time for us to take a break on Freaky Friday. We are going to continue with our tradition of looking at some other sports on campus for Ohio State this weekend. And I have a interview here coming with Owen Sullivan, captain of the Ohio State men's soccer team. They play undefeated number 12 Butler on Friday night at Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, as we do every week on the podcast daily for Freaky Friday, we stopped talking about football for a couple of minutes because 
there's a lot of very successful sports going on at Ohio State around campus, not just in the horseshoe. Friday night, the next one that will be on display in Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium, the men's soccer team. They are 3-0-1. Best start, Owen Sullivan, Buckeyes captain, by the way. He's going to be talking about that right there. Thanks for joining us. Best start since 2010 for this program, Owen. I, that's got to sound pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, obviously, as a senior here, uh, we've had a first few rough outings for the last past few seasons. But yeah, it's definitely good to get started on the first foot forward and on the right setting. So yeah, really excited to have this good foundation to set up the rest of the season. All right. So the match on Friday night, 7 p.m. at Jesse Owens, against number 12 Butler. Buckeyes are coming into this one, and the streak now, the scoreless streak for this defense is at 309 minutes. I don't say that to put any sort of jinx on you that that's what's going on or to acknowledge a no-hitter, but this team seems to be getting off to that strong start because of what you all are doing defensively. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when we talk about shutouts, a lot of the uh, attention goes back to the goalie and, like, the back line, but... I mean, it's a whole team operation, just starting from the forwards, like getting really good pressure. And as soon as we get the pressure from the forwards, the midfielders can follow suit. And again, obviously, Keegan had a huge save against Boy Green, which helped on his PK save. And the defense has been stepping up. But I mean, the pressure from the top helps us a lot. And yeah, I mean, as soon as you can get no goals scored and keep your shutouts, I mean, you're getting a point every game, and that's well, how you can't. Yeah, you can't lose. Yeah, we can't lose. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> um, Owen, as you guys went through summer workouts, as you get through training camp and everything, whatever, however you guys called it in, in August before that first game, was there a sense that this team could get off to the start? Was there confidence in that uncertainty? How did you guys think that these four, first four games might play out, or did you have confidence this was what exactly what was going to happen I mean for sure I mean I think for every season you have to come in with that new I mean you got kind of lose a few people from the senior class you get a lot of new faces in so obviously every new season new fall season is kind of a mystery but I mean we had a really good ending to our spring season last year and then the summer workouts got uh continuously better throughout the summer and right around the preseason fall training I mean we're firing in pretty good motion, so to speak. And yeah, I mean, you could just tell there's a different energy around the locker room. Everyone's excited. Everyone wants to be here. Everyone's super hungry to get minutes, to score goals. It's a really good atmosphere that we're building here. Or what about the atmosphere at Jesse Owens? Maybe when the Blocko gets it, gets chanting, gets loud, it makes it a more difficult place for opponents to play. For anyone who's never been there, what they what could they expect for a game like this? Two undefeateds and a top 12 team coming to town. It should be a huge game. Um, just this year, we added uh, stands behind the goals, and I think it's just really helped to get the fans more involved in the game because they used to be kind of past the track and in the stands. So, I mean, obviously we could hear them, but, like, this year they're <laughs> right on the field, and, yeah, you, they make their presence known. All right. Yeah. They, so have, they have some favorite chants or some good chants that you like or what? what's going on with the block? I mean, I, I am – a crew season ticket holder and have been for yeah. years. So I know what the Nordeca can bring. What, what does the block go to? What they have a chant for you? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Hopefully maybe I'll earn one. Okay. But, uh, no, I mean, a lot of it's just like, again, getting rowdy, especially when we get next to goal. Uh, they have a corner kick chant. That's pretty well known to the players. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, like, again, maybe after a goal, they may start chanting after one of the players, but 
I mean, they just bring a lot of energy right around goal. I mean, just especially just being loud just helps us out so much and obviously throws their defense up quite a bit. I saw on, on social media throughout the week that one of the enticements to make sure that you guys have a raucous crowd there on Friday night or tonight, uh, since we're that's when Freaky Friday will be released on the podcast daily, get some scarves. Do, do you have a scarf collection? You've been playing soccer your whole life. I assume you're a fan of the beautiful game. How many? Yeah. How many do you have? Uh, I have a few. Uh, scarves are my biggest thing, okay. so I don't have the biggest collection. <laughs> I kind of like jerseys and jerseys. So, all right. Well, well, what's your what's your jersey collection look like? Uh, I got a few man. I'm a big Manchester United fan, so I gotta have a few Manchester United jerseys. Obviously, multiple USA jerseys, and um, I don't know. I've gotten some uh, Italy jerseys, a few uh, PSG warm ups jerseys. Um. I have an Mbappe France national team jersey. Okay. Yeah. What's the confidence level for the Yanks in November? Hopefully pretty good. I mean, <laughs> again, our qualifying went good, and yeah. hopefully we can start figuring some stuff out. And I don't know. I'm just really excited. I think we'll – hopefully we can get a big upset against England. That would be amazing, especially to talk some crap to some of our <laughs> English mates on the team. So, What a stretch that can be. Uh against England on Black Friday and Ohio State, uh, a rivalry game in the horseshoe the next day. Uh, everybody prepare your livers accordingly, I suppose. Um, that'll be a tough one for me uh, to want to support the USA and then go back out and work the next day. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you. You grew up in Dublin, Owen. Yep. So you've, you're familiar with everything around here. This is also a name, image, and likeness opportunity for you. What is your favorite place to eat in the greatest greater Columbus area? favorite place to eat um gosh that's a tough one well because now you have the training table you don't even have to leave right i know i don't have to leave (laughs) i mean i have to be probably i don't know i love a big buckeye donuts guy on campus okay yeah that's a good one to go to and uh hangover easy is also i'm a big breakfast food guy and those are two of the best on campus so all right. Yeah, I gave him a shout out to well, them. If Buckeye Donuts isn't paying attention, you know, Owen will just tag him tomorrow. Yep. Or make sure that you're set for Saturday morning so that you can go out, grab some of that, have a nice breakfast because it's going to be taxing Friday at seven. Oh, the Butler's coming. Yeah. They are coming. All right. Congrats on the great start. Uh, thank you so much for the time. I promise not to keep everybody too long, but want to make sure that everyone knows it. Tickets are free, parking is free, uh, and the excitement is priceless. Ohio State Butler, it's Friday night. That's Owen Solomon. He's a captain of the Buckeyes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks again to another captain of the Buckeyes around campus for joining us for Freaky Friday and normalizing the show for a little bit. Now let's get weirder because we have one more prediction to go and uh, a final score call for Ohio State against the Dire Wolves of Arkansas State on Saturday in the Horseshoe. My third and final bold prediction is that Kyle McCord will throw for 200 yards, getting actual meaningful work in the second half. I don't believe as Ohio State starts planning for the future and for a backup option, if something were to happen to CJ Stroud, that it can afford to just waste on-field reps with its quarterback um, or really anybody, but specifically the most important position on the field. They're going to need to be able to throw the football. um, And that also plays with what Berm was talking about earlier. uh, And Bill Those young receivers need to get reps. They need to get action. They need to bring them along because right now Ohio State is stretched pretty thin there. 
with Jackson. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be back. Julian Fleming is going to be healthy at some point. Cameron Bebb, um, once he gets a knee brace off uh, in the coming weeks, you know, they're going to get some of the steps back. But it's better to build it while you can. And there's really no choice because uh, this is a game and next week against Toledo where Ohio State is a massive favorite for a reason. Uh, they should be able to maximize the opportunities for guys who are not starters, sometimes not even backups. Uh, I think I'd like to see some of those true freshmen play more than a walk-on. That's just my personal opinion on that. Berm could w- may well be right as he tries to take away my throne. But Kyle McCord needs to throw the football. I think he will, and I think he'll do it successfully. Go Birds. Go Birds, that's right. Prior to the Philadelphia Catholic League on full display on Saturday. Uh, I will change. I will do a change up here. Um Ooh. Because I originally was predicting a big day for Dallin Hayden, and when I did that, I think Burn made a good point, and Austin makes a good point here too, that when the backup quarterbacks are in the game, they're probably going to want to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, so I'll I'll change that prediction, and I will say that this is probably not going to happen, but <laughs> Chip uh, Chip Trainum will get a rushing attempt against uh, Arsenal. Whoa, see, State. now you're talking. That's the type of Ooh. boldness that I really I can get behind. That's how you you know become a new king. Bold. That's right. That's right. I'm coming. I'm coming for the throne here. Uh, I think it will be a light work day for Trevion Henderson and Mayan Williams. Uh, the depth at that position is very concerning. Uh, and I think maybe I know they got a little bit of a look at chip in practice. If the game presents the opportunity to do so, I think they might want to get a look at him in a game. Nothing crazy. Maybe it's like one drive at the very end when he gets to play tailback, but he gets a carry. And we see uh, see a linebacker play a little offense on Saturday. See, I, I felt like going more bold and with more walk on boldness and saying that TC Caffey was going to score a touchdown for Ohio State. But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that because I, I, I was actually thinking of another one because I forgot what my third one was um, when we initially recorded this. But well, you walked I, I off the I practice field. It. It's you about walked off the Martinez. practice field on Wednesday night. Hold on. And you went up and you told Perry Eliano that you needed help with a bold yeah. prediction. Yeah, I did. And and then I, I remember what I told him now, and this is not my bold prediction, <laughs> but I said, I, I think we're going to see the first taste of Kai Stokes and, and Sonny Styles at safety in this game. And I think people are going to freak out when those two are on the field at the same time because there's going to be an electric moment provided by one or both of those guys. I don't know if it's going to be a hit or a pick six or something, but one of those two is going to do something big, but that's not the bold prediction. The bold prediction is that Cam Martinez is going to score a touchdown in this game. How he does it, I don't know. It could be a return Uh, of of interception. It could be a return of a punt or kick. I don't know. I just think that Cam Martinez is one of these guys that is going to find the ball because that's what he does. He's going to get a lot of reps on Saturday, and I think that he scores a touchdown. That's my third prediction with a, a little bonus on top of that. Well, that was not drilling down. What do you want me to drill down? Second quarter. You said you didn't know how it was going to even happen. No, now I do know. It's going to happen by Cam Martinez having the football in his hands <laughs> and crossing that white line at the end of one side of the field. Uh, and huh. then the official says touchdown. And then when that happens for us, it's very good. If it happens for the other team, then that's bad. It's quite bad. Indubitably. Indubitably, Indubitably yes. Well, Sounds like Berm is predicting a million points. Another 100 to nothing prediction from Berm for Ohio State to win. Wait, is it time Just... for score predictions? Is that yes, what we're doing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't last nearly uh, as long as the applause. Well, that's the way it works. 
Um, <laughs> on Monday, uh, I tried to take a more conservative approach for those of those of the those of you Americans out there who thought that I have been too reckless with my score predictions. Uh, and I said forty-two to zero, I believe. Then I realized afterwards that that's not a cover, and I do believe strongly that Ohio State will cover in this game. So I guess I'll bump it up just slightly over the number. Uh, don't want to be too crazy out there predicting outlandish blowouts. 45 to nothing, I guess, will be my score, and I'll just be shamed if I'm wrong like normal. <laughs> yep. I uh, One of my bold predictions for the season was that the defense is going to have two shutouts, <clears throat> and I believe I drilled down and said this was going to be one of those games. Mm. Uh, so we'll call it uh, 63 to zip for Ohio <laughs> State. Brick by brick. I love that. That's right. That's right. Love that. Uh, Big old blowout. Trying to think. In my lifetime, I think the largest Ohio State shutout win was 72 to nothing, maybe, over Rice back in like 1995 or something. That's that's. Didn't they do that to Pitt, too? That's why Mark May is a bug up his butt. Yeah, I think that was a (laughs) I think that was a 70 to seven game or something. I don't know. Uh, It it was it was a lot of points, but they were back to back weeks uh, in the 1995 season against those two teams that I remember. But um that 1995 team had like a Heisman Trophy winner and a Blitnikoff winner and the Outland winner and the guy who finished second in the like I mean that was stupid stupid team but this they team's pretty st- too. this team's pretty stupid also you know <laughs> is it this team is also stupid um 59-7 was the score I predicted on on Monday or Tuesday's uh, live show from Roosters so I'm going to stick with that I don't think that uh, I, I do think the Buckeyes defense is going to get on the board a couple times I think they will, as I said, outscore the Arkansas State Dire Wolves. And uh, I think that we are going to see the starters, including C.J. Stroud, out of this game by the end of the first quarter. And then the Buckeyes will just, uh, you know, coast from there. End of the first quarter. First quarter. Yeah, I want a 42 to nothing game at the end of the first quarter. Whew. That'd be great because that means I can watch Texas play Alabama. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll have snap judgments <laughs> filed before halftime, which I don't think I've ever actually successfully executed before. And nor should Only- you. Mm, I think people like it. You sure about that? Are you sure? <laughs> That's probably where we need to end this show before the infighting yeah, we, starts. No one wants to see that. Sure they do. We've got to give the people what they want. Oh, he's looking at his laptop. Uh, he must- <laughs> I'm doing nothing else. There's no more sound effects. I, I'm just trying to play around. You know, this Freaky Friday, we have the BPs. We like to to, to get a little loosey-goosey on Friday. That's where we're at. We didn't even get anywhere close to the way we were for the previous <laughs> version of this episode. Um, I think Burn probably sabotaged the audio himself. It was <laughs> just it was really me. bad. I mean, we had this is it's one of those moments where I wish we would have had a live audience because I think it would have been hilarious for a lot of people. But I, in some ways, is I thought part, we did. So who was cheering for us when we started? Oh, oh, I meant I meant when we recorded initially, not right now. We clearly oh. have a live audience now. Um, I, I just felt like. It was one of those moments that there would be a, a segment of the viewers and listeners who are like, wow, these guys really lost, you know, lost the mark in this episode. So uh, I'm <laughs> we glad, certainly did. I'm glad we dialed it back. This was a much more controlled, uh, you know, even keeled conversation. And we're all professionals here. We're just, you know, we're just having a good time, having a good time. <laughs> I we said sure that twice. I said that twice. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like a skip or a repeat. I thought that maybe we were getting an echo and another sound effect. Uh, maybe, maybe next time. I don't know. I expect so much more from you. Only two drops. You wanted to play with these new toys, and that's all you did. 
I, I don't want to overwhelm anyone with what we're doing here, but I also want people to know that we're trying to have fun uh, while we do our work because otherwise it's just work. We do have fun, and uh, Saturday will be as well. Ohio State against the Arkansas State Dire Wolves in the Horseshoe. Uh, can't wait for that. Thanks for joining us on a Freaky Friday on the Podcast Daily. Thanks for Owen, to Owen Solon, Solvin for joining me. Uh, those Buckeyes play again at 7 o'clock uh, against Butler. Uh, don't miss that one. Kick off your weekend the right way uh, with some free soccer, Berm's favorite sport in the world. That's Bill Berm. I'm Austin. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on the Podcast Daily on Monday.